And there he goes. Coast to coast. Can he make it? Yes, he can. Welcome to Green Dot Daily. This is Action Network's daily sports betting show. My name is Maria Marino. So happy to be back with Brendan Glasheen. Brendan, how's it going? You know, Maria, yesterday after the show or at the conclusion of the show, I provided three things that you should keep in mind when you host Green Dot Daily. Yes. The last bit of advice (laughs) on the agenda was to take credit for picks. The show went four and one yesterday. So we, as I said to you yesterday, we had a great first show together in the studio, a four in one day. We get to take credit. Wow. I'm so happy you kept track of that because, you know, I was wondering and we should take credit. Us as a show in general, going four and one, that's pretty good. That's why we do what we do. And we do it every weekday at 3 p.m. Eastern. We're always streaming in the Action app and on the Action YouTube channel. Also, remember that Green Dot Daily is presented by BetMGM, so you can use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,000 in first bet insurance. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, coming up on today's show, everybody, Matt Moore joins Maria to dissect a couple of spots he likes in the NBA. Golden State is on the docket. Steph is back in that lineup Curious to hear Matt's thoughts. He might also have an opportunity to take a victory lap on the Sixers, closing in on the Celtics in the Atlantic Division. And, it, it, you know, Maria won't get the full green dot experience yet until she is introed and brought in by Tim Kalinowski. Then, if you can deal with Tim, you'll be just fine. So that's coming up. We look forward to that. First, Anthony DeBundo. Joins me now to discuss a couple of spots he likes in college basketball. DeBundo, the Merrimack College Warriors, they're not going to the NCAA tournament. Folks might be watching tonight and go, huh? Why is that? Well, I'll tell you, everybody, because they're still going through this transition in college basketball. The division transition from D2 to D1. So therefore, they cannot participate in conference tournament, or they can't participate in conference tournaments. They cannot participate in the NCAA tournament, who cares? They're going to play the game anyway down in uh, North Andover, Mass. Which, by the way, DeBundo, did you know there's a Dunkin' Donuts inside the arena that they play at at Merrimack? Did you know that? Isn't that a requirement in Massachusetts? You'd think so, but an actual Dunkin' Donuts in the arena? Think about that. 6.30, game tips at 7, hop in, grab a Dunks iced, Go sit in the stands and bet on the game. That sounds like a great time, but we can't do that. We need you to get your pick on this game. What do you like? Yeah, so this is the the Northeast Conference Tournament Championship, and so Merrimack is playing for a conference title. They will not be playing in the tournament regardless, so Fairleigh Dickinson will be the qualifier from this conference. There'll be a 16 seed for next week's tournament for sure, probably in Dayton as well. Uh, so this is still a big game for Merrimack, a chance to you know win the conference and and you know take some pride in that. Uh, but and I do think they have some matchup advantages here. Fairleigh Dickinson's offense has been terrible against zones this year, and that's pretty much exclusively what Merrimack runs defensively. They run a very aggressive uh, kind of amoeba zone. They like to switch up defenses a lot and play different looks. I think that's going to frustrate this fairly Dickinson team, uh, and they have struggled there in the 30th percentile per synergy uh, against zones this season. So that's not a great matchup. At the other end, Fairleigh Dickinson plays a pretty aggressive defense. 
Uh, they like to pressure the ball and, and force turnovers. They they have a pretty solid turnover rate in NEC play, especially. That's a major problem for the Merrimack offense, which has had major turnover issues this season. So the last meeting between these two teams uh, did go over this number, but there were 41 turnovers. Uh, and the first meeting had 30. That stayed under the number. Uh, I think this is just a little bit too high. And you do tend to see in conference tournament championships, the pace slows just a little bit. Uh, especially down the stretch where, you know, you get a little bit of nerves early and then you get the pace really slows down. The teams try to value the possessions. So I like under 137 and a half. You shop around, you can find 138 uh, still out there. I would play this down to 136 and a half. I'm going with the under in this game tonight at seven. Right into our friend, Charlie Disturco today, working very hard here at action and Charlie, similar strategy to you in these Championship games, semifinal games, he leans unders in these particular spots because that pace does slow down. And in this case, I mean, Merrimack's going to give it their all, but it is pretty disappointing that they cannot give themselves a chance to go to the tournament. We do have another final tonight, the WCC championship game, St. Mary's and Gonzaga. I stayed up last night to watch the end of Zags, San Francisco. Wow, San Fran really gave it their all, huh? Zags pull away at the end, St. Mary's. Almost kind of a scary night against BYU. BYU makes a crazy comeback. St. Mary's holds on. This is a great game. Zags minus two and a half at Bet MGM. Nine Eastern tip. Zags are minus 150 on the money line. St. Mary's at plus 125. Both teams won their home game in the regular season matchups. One went to overtime. Mahaney was awesome. Timmy was great in the home game for the Zags. Which side you leading? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I bet Gonzaga both of these matchups in the regular season. Gonzaga was catching four and a half uh, at St. Mary's. They led by pretty much 10 most of the way, folded away the lead, and then melted down in overtime. It was uh, one of the worst beats I've had all year. Uh, But they did roll again in the second meeting. And I think uh, that Gonzaga just matches up decently well with this Mary's team and is just playing better basketball right now. Since the start of February... Uh, and shout out to Jim Root for pointing this out the, of the three-man weave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gonzaga has an offensive efficiency rating per Bart Torvik, 133.5. That is nine points better than every other team in the country. Their offense has been a supernova in the last month, month and a half now. And the gap between them and the number two team, which is Arizona, is as big as the gap from second and 26. So it's really a, a sign of just how well this offense has been clicking from all uh, you know, Hickman's been developing a little bit as a point guard. Timmy, of course, is great. They've been shooting better. Uh, and they, you know, St. Mary's will look to play in the half court as much as possible in this game. But I actually think, you know, that doesn't really work as well for their offense because the two biggest flaws we've seen for Gonzaga this year, post-up defense, transition defense. They've been very vulnerable there. Uh, Mary's has been in- inefficient in the post and they don't run in transition. And so uh, this half court offense has not been very good against Gonzaga in either game. And it really took Mahaney just going absurd in the final five, 10 minutes of that game uh, to pull out even at home. So I'm going to take Gonzaga minus two and a half uh, laying a couple points here. I think they're the better team uh, and I think they're playing better right now. Mary's, you know, you talked about the BYU game. Yep. They have struggled. Uh, you know, closing out games, especially, but they have not been uh, at their best. I really, since the second half of February, they've started to show some cracks. Yeah, I would give credit to the Dons too last night for sort of forcing Gonzaga's hand and taking a lot of threes because both teams took a ton of threes early in that game. Zags got back to their game, attacked the basket. Timmy uh, got himself to the free throw line quite a bit early in the game and then more so in the second half. So the Zags started well. 
and then finished well. But I think that's a credit to San Francisco making them want to play that way because they play up and down. San Francisco is just taking too many threes for my liking in terms of their. That's uh, how they play. I know that's how they play. Khalil Shabazz. Yeah. He's good. Well, maybe next, maybe next year for them. Okay. You have a conference tournament future that you'd like to give out as well. You're turning to the Ivy league. Give it to me. Yes. I saw that actually Stucky added this to the app this morning as well. So I know he's riding with the Quakers. Uh, I think, hold on, say what you said to me off the air. We're going to, you said that Stucky stole that from you. <laughs> well, I I just thought it was funny that he put it in after I did, but you know, it, it, you know, it, take, I, take I don't even know if he follows me in the app. So I'll take my. You know, I've been talking Penn since before the season. Uh, I picked them to win the Ivy preseason. Bet them to win the Ivy preseason. They came up short. They had a really slow start to the season. Uh, they were two and four in conference play, but since then they've been just as good as Yale, pretty much uh, in in the efficiency metrics, and they also beat Yale. Uh, at home in a in a game that they they pretty much were in control most of the way it got dicey late but Penn was the the better team in that game so I'm getting what I think is the best guard in the league in Jordan Dingle who if you haven't watched play is incredible to watch uh, they've been playing their best basketball down the stretch run and they match up pretty well with Princeton Penn just played Princeton at Princeton uh, on Saturday Penn was up double digits most of the game completely collapsed late uh, and lost in overtime brutal beat if you had Penn. Uh, but they were only a couple point underdog in that game. Princeton is the host of the tournament. And so I think that's why you're seeing uh, Penn at this more uh, further out number plus 450. But really, it's a coin flip with Princeton. Uh, and I think just worse than a coin flip against Yale if they get Yale in the final. So Princeton has one of the worst home court advantages. Penn was just there. Uh, and it's not like it's a far trip from Penn to Princeton. So I like the Quakers uh, plus 450 to win the conference, to win the Ivy. It's only two games, Saturday and then Sunday. They would likely uh, need to beat Yale, but maybe Cornell even upsets them. Uh, Cornell does have excellent shooting numbers, so they could pull an upset and make it a little easier for my Quakers to get to the tournament. But yes, we need Dingle in the tournament, and we need uh, Steve Donahue, one of my favorite coaches in the country, in the tournament. So go Quakers. Hey, Anthony DeBundo, you can find him in the Action app, has all things college basketball this time of year. You're also on a, a soccer game that's, a little delayed because of some bus malfunction. Yeah. The Dortmund bus was late getting to Chelsea, but you can still get in on Chelsea to advance at plus money. Uh, they're kicking off any minute now. Very good. All right. Tabundo. Thanks a lot for the time. He just gave out a future as you folks heard on Penn. It's a good way to remind everybody you can tune into BBOC. It's available now on our action network, YouTube page, BBOC live on YouTube. They did a great show this morning. Uh, the three-man weave crew involved with that, as well as Stucky. So check that out. College basketball conference tournament picks presented by BetMGM. Maria, back to you. All right, thanks, Brendan. We are going to hop over to NBA and check out some key matchups for Tuesday night. Warriors visiting OKC at 8 Eastern. The Dubs are laying the points. Also at 8.30 Eastern, Jazz are road dogs in Dallas. And joining us now is senior NBA writer for Action Network, Matt Moore. Matt, it's good to see you. Good to work with you for the first time. And there's a bit of turmoil surrounding Memphis. I'm sure you've heard. Colorado police say they're investigating John Morant after his Instagram Live uh, video over the weekend. Given that news, how are you approaching the Grizzlies in the futures market? Thanks, Maria. You know, we've been talking about the Grizzlies all year over on our 
NBA podcast buckets. And we've talked about how they were no bet because of some on-court stuff with them, their inability to score in the half court. We're also seeing now a lot of turmoil hit them at the wrong time. The vibes are not immaculate in Memphis. On top of the struggle with Morant and all the complications that may arise, not only from a legal perspective, but from a league perspective in terms of their investigation of the incident over the weekend as part of a greater pattern with Morant. They lost Brandon Clark to an Achilles tear. He's done for the season. That's a really huge loss for them. He was pivotal to their best lineup, which featured him next to Jaron Jackson, allowed them to go small. The absence of him really matters for them in the playoffs. So you have all this combining. There's not really a good way to go against Memphis currently. I think that there'll be a bet to make against them once the playoffs arrive, depending on the matchup. But for now, they're absolutely a no bet. There's been a little bit of, are the Grizzlies underrated in the Western Conference? We've gone against that. It's even more strong now. You need to stay away from the Grizzlies, not only because of their off-court drama, but because of their on-court issues as well. Yeah, we just don't know what they are right now or where their heads are at. But if you're not betting Memphis, what's the Western Conference team that does have value? All right, so the big consequence of this, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it's the Sacramento Kings. Yes, the Kings. So bear in mind, like, this is entirely about what the bracket looks like it's likely to be right now. The Kings do have a substantial lead over the Phoenix Suns, three games in the loss column, as we head down the stretch of play. If they're able to hold on to that and maintain a three seed, with Memphis now kind of spiraling, there's a good chance that the Kings could wind up getting, say, the Timberwolves in a 3-6 matchup. That's favorable for Sacramento. So if they get the, the Wolves in round one, and then a Memphis team that's already shown to have problems in the playoffs from last year and is going through all of these troubles and have injury issues. There's actually a legitimate path for the Kings to make the conference finals. That gives you a great opportunity to hedge at a big number in the conference finals versus a superior opponent. You have have to lay the number, but you would still be able to find good betting angles. there. taking a big number now on Sacramento. If we look at this, there's a decent chance right now, based off my projections that we're actually looking at something along the lines of, the Nuggets in number one, they're basically a lock to be there. The Grizzlies in two, the Kings in three, the Suns in four, and the Warriors in five. The Kings might legitimately not have to play Denver, Golden State, or Phoenix until a possible conference finals appearance. And while you've got teams like the Clippers, folks will talk about the Lakers and Dallas with Luka and Kyrie, the Kings have proven they are legit this season with the best half-court offense and best overall offense in the NBA. I can't believe I'm saying this, but light the beam. I think there's some value on getting in a position in right now on the Sacramento Kings. It's amazing to see. I feel like they've been slept on all season. They've been slow and steady as far as the rebuild has been concerned. And they, you know, that that's paying off right now. And as you're pointing out, the matchups could be extremely favorable for them to come out of the West. Now we have a good pulse on the big picture how about picks for tonight? What do you have your eye on? All right, let's start with under 242 and a half and Thunder Warriors. The under is 2013 and one in Warriors home games. So the best way I can kind of describe this is that there are two different Golden State teams. There's Golden State at home, which plays defense and is 
okay on offense. And then there's Golden State on the road, which is okay on offense and garbage on defense. (laughs) And that winds up impacting the numbers for how these lines are set. These numbers are going to be impacted by their overall ratings, even adjusted by the odds makers for their home performance. You cannot factor in how severe of a split we see with Golden State on the road versus at home. Meanwhile, totals this season with all the scoring that's gone on in the NBA, you would think that this number was not accurate, but it actually is. Totals above 240 this season overall in the NBA, 58 and 28 to the under. There's a really good value there uh, on this one. Love this play. Thunder have a pretty solid defense. They play at a fast pace. There will be scoring here, but 242 and a half is way too high. The other one I really like here is the Jazz plus nine and a half on the road versus the Mavericks. Utah's 14 and 10 as a road dog. The Mavs, this is really a play against Dallas. The Mavs are 11 20 and three as a home favorite this season. They have been terrible in positions where they should take care of business. Like that's just hasn't been their win profile the entire season. They win these games. They just don't cover the number. And this is an overreaction to both teams post deadline. You know, the Jazz made these trades, trading Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt to the Los Angeles Lakers, trading Mike Conley to the Timberwolves, not really getting anything returned because they waived Russell Westbrook. But the Jazz have still been competitive since the All-Star break. Jordan Clarkson's questionable with a finger sprain. That's going to be a a damage to this bet, I think, a little bit. But overall, Laurie Markkinen is set to play in this one. I still think the Jazz are good enough and big enough, most especially, to be able to combat the Mavericks who have real problems with anyone with size. I like Jazz plus nine on the road versus the Mavericks. You mentioned all of the movement at the trade deadline. I think markets are still kind of adjusting. We're all just kind of adjusting to, you know, who these teams really are after the players that they've lost or acquired. Uh, But to recap, Matt likes the under in the Thunder Warriors game, the Jazz plus the points tonight. And uh, Matt, all all of your bets are also in the action app for everyone to see if anyone wants to check those out. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. I'm starting to sniff around. I really like uh, Vatek too. That, I feel like that's another team that can make a run. Another five and eleven. Hun, our producer, our producer Hun just said no one says Vatek. No one says Vatek. No, it's Virginia Va- Tech. No, no, it's not. It's Vatek. No one says. People Va-tech. say Vatek all the time. I'm no, Virginia, you know what they no don't say. Va-tech. This is the first time I'm hearing this. I'm saying Vatek because no, it's I've not heard, wrong. I didn't I didn't come up with Vatek. I heard other people say Vatek. Yeah, but so it's, you say it's Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. It's Virginia Tech. Yeah, okay. I no, it's, it it's makes Va-tech. me cringe. So I'm glad you said that because I my I dread going somewhere and being like Vatek, right, guys, at a bar, and then they're like, oh, like, <laughs> who wait. is this? Guy? You know, I hate being a dead giveaway that I'm not that I'm a tourist, like that I'm not from there. So I appreciate that. I had no idea. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Tim Kalinowski now joins Green Dot Daily. Maria, brace yourself. Tim can uh, come in here and, as you just heard, everybody can give sizzling takes if something isn't pronounced to Tim's liking or if Tim believes there's a way something can be done. It's not done the Tim way, then it's the wrong way. Wow. Is that an accurate... uh, Depiction of Tim Kalinowski, the world of Tim Kalinowski. Hi, Tim. Yeah. Hi, hey, Brandon. Maria, nice to meet you. Yeah. The way I would say it is, look, there's two hands on the steering wheel at all times, and they're both mine. Okay. <laughs> That's how it works. You know, 
just yesterday, Brendan was giving me all of his tips for hosting Green Dot Daily. And this did not come up. Now, this is just another one for me to understand that, you know, if there's a steering steering wheel, both of your hands are on it. I am Maria, making notes. Maria, have you ever used the app or the website called Quizlet? I have. Okay. Maybe we should make note cards on all the guests <laughs> and I will give a detailed breakdown okay. of what to do, what not to do. What to, expect, what to expect, what ruffles their feathers <laughs> just to get them all riled up. That would be great. Um, well, there's that. Or also I could just keep learning as I go here. And that's I think probably that's what's ab- about to happen here with Tim. And I've been bracing myself all day, by the way. Okay. Yeah, all right, Tim, you know, what do you got? Yeah, I went easy. I went easy. You know, I, I said in the production, we're, we're doing stepbrother style. I interview you guys. Okay. So you guys are both, you know, polished in the industry, experienced. <laughs> How do you know? We'll let Maria lead us off here. Uh-oh. Uh, how do you know you've done a good show or a good broadcast? Wow. First, first of all, disclaimer, I have no idea what these questions were. I are, I have not heard them in advance. Um, how do I know when, when I've done a good job on a broadcast? Yeah. Um, wow. When I have not, uh, when I have helped solve other people's problems rather than making their lives harder, if that makes sense. Touching, touching truly. (laughs) Well, you set me up for it, but like, you know, live TV or live video production, there are things that happen, you know, there, there's breaking news there. There are things that that happen. And so I just want to make sure I'm not making anyone's job harder. Easy enough, Brendan. Maria can relate to this in her previous job history when she interviews subjects, players, or coaches. I really find it, um, I feel good after a show when I come out of it interviewing one of, you, Tim, not you, uh, people that uh, give, well, sometimes you, but other people, when they say, you know, that's a good question. So, so I go, okay, right, I need to go. push back on that a little bit, though. Not that what you're asking, Brendan, isn't a good question, but sometimes I feel like people just say that when they don't know how to answer it. But I guess that could be a signal of it actually truly being a good question. But I feel like people say that to like save time, to buy time, like while they're thinking of how they want to answer. I guess, (laughs) I hear you though. I guess it depends on how they answer it though. Because if they say that's a good question and then boom, they answer it. Then they yes, legitimately true. meant it. But if, but if like, they pause, like, that's a good question. Hmm. And th- yeah, then you know it's just they just have no idea what else to say. Well, I meant I meant the first version of that. So how's that? Okay. Well, you also asked a good question when you ask one, and then the two of you go back and forth for two minutes. That's uh, that's also how you know you ask a good question. Tim, Tim, good first question. Money, money question. Uh, what do you got next? Um, okay. I, I I know Brendan obviously better than you, and. I can't picture, you know, what I've seen out of the two of you, you guys not working. So what does, what does relaxing look like for you when you get to just tune out of sports? Are you able to tune out of sports? What does that look like? It's mildly embarrassing, but I have to be honest. I obviously watch a lot of sports, but there does come a time now and again, where you have to kind of turn that off. So to like find my Zen I put on like HGTV or Food Network, something along those lines. So I like, I'm like on the couch, I got my blankie, I'm reclining and I have like, I'm watching like, you know, designer like before and afters or like chopped 
something completely like that. mindless te- television completely yes, just so like yeah. yeah to put you know the work stuff slash the sports stuff to give that a breather brendan I didn't find that to be all that embarrassing because I think my answer is even more embarrassing. So instead of mindless TV, I will go to a mindless movie series. I like to watch the fast and the furious movies. Like you're right. That is more embarrassing. It's Oh, it's, it's horrible. Like I'm already excited about this next one in May and it's going to be awful, but I'm so excited. It helps me separate from the world. If you were to say like Lord of the Rings trilogy or something like that, I would have been like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. Well, I like Harry <laughs> Potter too. Harry Potter's a good uh, a good separator, but I've been trying to read more. I'm not good at that, but that's I, adorable. I, 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 <laughs> and I like to run. I go down. I, I like to run. I like to exercise. You know, get the steps in. Um, yeah, so Brendan, run, when you running really actually helps. But sometimes when I run, I put a game on, so that doesn't really help. Mm. Does it? Yeah, Brendan, when you when you post those on your Instagram story, I just sit there and it's usually at the you work out like at the end of the day, and then yeah. I usually look at that and I'm like, oh, I didn't work out today. Brendan fitted in at you know seven thirty at night. I'm like, there's still hope for me. And then I re- I'm like, I can't. I'm already checked out by then. So you, that's not what like you think. You think this guy's such a hard over posting. <laughs> no, I think it's nice. I think okay. it's nice. I think good. it's good for you. Uh, Pro move here out of me. Uh, you know, like I said, you two are the polished ones. Pro move. We had the whole Lamar Jackson breaking news that it's the exclusive franchise tag, non-exclusive franchise tag. Is that correct? Non-exclusive. Okay. So wh- I'll ask you, where do you think Lamar Jackson plays next year? And where would you want Lamar Jackson to play next year? I hope that the Ravens are smart enough to keep Lamar Jackson and to like keep him happy. So that's, well, that's what I'll, I'll say. I'll say Baltimore just because I feel like it would be kind of nuts if he's not playing for the, the team that drafted him. And you would want like the guilty pledge, maybe jets. Uh, for me. Yeah. Like what would you um, want? I did like if, if you could have it any other, anyway, I mean, that fun. would be, I do think that would be awesome. I think that'd be exciting. That would probably be if he was going to land somewhere besides, you know, where he was before the Jets actually would make a lot of sense. I mean, defensively, they're really good. You know, they've been a couple of years with, with Robert Sala now. Like, I think that would actually be exciting. And, and I feel like the Jets were just, have just been missing that quarterback piece. So throw Lamar Jackson on there. I mean, that would be sick. Yeah. Does it, doesn't take an NFL analyst to know they've been missing the, the, the whole quarterback piece. <laughs> yes. They, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> I... I think he's going to play in Baltimore, but I want him to go to the Atlanta Falcons. Nice. Interesting. Nice. Atlanta Falcons. Then, yeah. The NFC needs another one of these great quarterbacks to winnable division. <laughs> I could also laugh at the Saints, giving Derek Carr all that money, and then if the Atlanta Falcons get oh, Lamar Jackson. Oh, wow. Lamar in Atlanta would be fun. I think that'd be fun. You know, Tim, good job. You you seamlessly integrated some breaking news into the program, um, and even you know pivoted your your line of questioning for us. Yep, I, I, I did. I would and I would say to put a bow on it. I think he does stay there, but I would like say San Francisco, San Francisco. Ooh, ooh that's what a good capital. One. What capital do they have to go get Trey Lance? Give Trey Lance to Baltimore. Yeah. Hey, you go reset, reset the clock, Baltimore. Mm. We'll take him. Hmm. All right. Now, 
Am I letting you go or do you have more questions for us? We'll do, we'll do, we'll do one for the road. As we'll the do... host of the show, I should be dictating that. But See, instead, I, I'm I've already done a tremendous it. job. I, I made you, I made you think otherwise. We'll because do, we're we'll doing do... the, um, what did you call it? The stepbrothers thing. We're, we're, yeah. Yeah. But one more for the road. The, we just invented a new sport. Okay. <laughs> They're playing it tonight. It's like, a, it's, it's like a handball type sport, whatever. You get one, who's, who's doing the play-by-play. And so who do you want doing the play-by-play? Oh, Mike Breen. Mike Brendan? Green's my my favorite play by me. Game. I'll do it. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Brendan. I I probably should have, you know. Was that, was, that was that a trick question, Tim? You were trying to. We, put... we learned a lot about you. We learned a lot about you, Brendan. Of all, I'll actually use this moment to say that I am even starting to dabble into some play by play, but I would not pick myself yet because I don't think I'm good enough yet. But you know that is potentially down the road something I could see myself doing. Gus Johnson, though, is probably what I would pick because Gus can just get you amped up, you know, um, yeah. for nothing. You know, he, Who he, would you pick, Tim? Uh, I'm Ver- Vern Lundquist. And if we okay. can't do retired Joe Buck. Wow. Okay. I'll I'll take this opportunity just to also say that Mike Breen is like a phenomenal human in addition to being, in my opinion, the basketball goat of play-by-play. Um, but, Tim, you've graced us with your presence now for i think long enough um appreciate you stopping by hey, thanks, this Tim. has been very fun and i look forward to uh getting to know you further and actually being the one to interview you always a pleasure uh nice to meet you maria thank you bye tim all right and remember you can see all of our expert picks here on green dot daily by following the show at green dot daily on the action network app uh when you go into the app and the show is on live. You'll see it right there pop up. So it's nice and easy to find. If you miss the show live, you can also go back into the app and uh, find it there in videos. So that's helpful in case you miss any of our marvelous picks provided by our experts. Love it. And Green Dot Daily, folks, presented by BetMGM. You can use the bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,000. First bet insurance terms and conditions apply. Day two, Maria Marino, day two in the books. <laughs> Celtics lost a third in a row, but day two was good. There's something um, about me working with you that yeah. seems to hinder the Celtics' ability to perform. It may be just coincidence. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not so sure either, but uh, <laughs> you're crushing it. This is great. Thank we're, you. We're off, we're off and running here. Get in there. Get in there. And it's been a blast to do the show with you. And we will be together again. On Wednesday at three o'clock Eastern, of course, uh, you can find Green Dot Daily every day, every weekday, I should specify, uh, at three o'clock Eastern on the Action Network app or YouTube channel. So Brennan and I will be back to hang with you then. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.